0: I remember visiting an amusement park with my young grandmother, while her old body lay dying in a hospital a few miles away. She had shifted forward in time so that she might know me before her time span came to its natural end. I would always remember her at the age that many women become new mothers. The old woman who would die the next day had been too frail to play with an energetic child. Perhaps, at the age of four, I should have found it unusual that a young version of my grandmother would come to visit me. I took it in stride and enjoyed the lessons she taught me about how to control my ability and how far i could travel be it in time or space it was she who told me the parameters that constrain shifts within our lifetime it made me sad the following day when i heard about her expiration it meant that she wouldn't come to play with me any more it is unusual For one of us to travel all the way to the end of our time, thereby learning the hour and nature of our death. My grandmother, for whom I was named, explained that she had to come as late in my childhood as possible for a reason. She wrote down a date in one of those decorative blank books that first became popular in the 1970s. Then she gave it to me, and told me to come to San Francisco on that date, but not in my natural time. The words she scribbled under the date read, Come see me when you had a rest. You still have much to do. You'll know when it's time. THE MOMENT CAME AFTER I HAD SPENT NEARLY THREE WEEKS OF RELATIVE TIME, SELF-EXILED IN THE PAST. FOR THE FIRST TIME IN MY LIFE, I WAS BEGINNING TO FEEL THE TIME-SICKNESS. I HAD BEEN TOLD OF ITS EFFECTS BY MY MOTHER WHEN I WAS YOUNG. DISORIENTATION, MOMENTS OF DIZZINESS, AND MOST TELLING, a low hum that resembled tinnitus, but was something felt as a vibration rather than heard. I had left loose ends in my natural time. The rich entrepreneur, Darren Tate, had records of the locations of some of my people in places outside of Los Angeles. I didn't believe for a moment that he would be dissuaded— from his quest to find a way to take advantage of our abilities for his own gain. He would probably start again, trying a different approach, with a new selection of unwary time-shifters. The researcher, Mason, who was willing to dissect people to study the differences in our internal physiology, was still at large the one person who connected them, Julia, would have access to Tate's records and where to find more victims. Then there was Marcus. Marcus, the half-breed who couldn't shift but could prevent others from using their abilities so that they could be held captive— For the moment I had swayed his sympathies to help my people rather than to assist those who would treat us like lab-rats, but his loyalties pivoted on a promise that I had made to stay with him, and help him to learn whether he could unlock his own capacity as a shifter, and to discover his limitations."